0: If Only They Knew, the hub for young business minds. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the If Only They Knew podcast. Today, I'm joined by Samantha Hornsby and May Yip, co founders of Eric. And Eric is a group that empowers Gen Z creatives and helps them to get those young people into the working world. Yeah. Samantha, May, how are you doing?
1: Good.
0: Thanks. How are you? <laughs> yeah, all good, all good. I'm glad we finally got this call sorted. It's been a while. <laughs> I know,
2: and in weird <laughs> circumstances
0: as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we're we're finally here. So first off, if you don't mind, we'll sort of just to keep everyone in the loop, we'll tell everyone what Eric is, and then we'll get onto your story, and then come back to sort of what Eric's doing in the long term. So p- first off, I feel that the purpose. And the reasoning behind Eric seems so important in today's world. Uh, so, please, if you don't mind, can one of your you sort of explain what Eric is and sort of put us all in, in the picture?
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so basically, um, Eric is it kind of it started out as a social experiment, really, um, to see if uh, we could create a careers fair that young people actually wanted to go to rather than. One that didn't represent anyone particularly well and also was yeah. so incredibly boring. So um, so we basically, um, yeah, we tried um, putting on our own version of a careers fair that we would have wanted when we were younger. And it just kind of spiralled out of control, really. And it, it was really popular from the get go. So we had like thousands of people signing up for it. Um, and then um, and yeah, so so that's kind of like, I guess, the origin of, of what we use or what we originally started doing so that we yeah. kind of the core of our business is focused around um, uh, revolutionizing or like um, disrupting areas of um, recruitment, I suppose, in general and that are kind of out of date and that aren't really resonating with Gen Z. Um, And it also means that we basically create amazingly fun experiences for young people, for them to understand more about the working world.
0: And how long have you been doing this? Since 2017, is that right? Yeah,
1: exactly, yeah. Well, May and I have actually been working together for Hmm. like seven years now or something ridiculous, because we started another business before. But um, we have, um, Eric's been going since 2017. Yeah. So a while
0: and it started off as an experiment you said earlier just to sort of disrupt things in the uh, recruitment industry in the careers industry is that right
1: yeah like I think it kind of so it actually goes slightly further back than that um May and I well if you want to I can talk about the origin story if you want the proper origin story
0: yeah yes please it'd be good to know
1: <laughs> okay well cool. buckle up it's a long one.
0: <laughs> oh no let's go let's go <laughs>
1: So um so basically May and I have known each other since we were like 8 years old. Wow. Um so for like a really long time now. Um and um we both wanted to be creative when we were younger. So we both um May actually wanted to work in fashion and I wanted to be in TV and then Fast forward however many years, and we're both in the working world, but May is a chartered accountant, so like so far away from her fashion career that she wanted. (laughs) Um, And I'm working in a tech startup, which is, you know, like amazing, but not – the tech world is not something that I'm like hugely – that I hugely had ambitions to like pursue. Um, So – and then we basically were just kind of like – chatting one day about where it all went wrong and we were like, careers advice is just awful and like, you know, careers advice around the creative industries is like non-existent. Um and then we were like, oh my God, remember those careers fairs? They were so boring. And May May was obviously she went to um uni and you know, she went to all these careers fairs and they were all like so corporate and so dull and just so boring. And I didn't go to uni, so I didn't actually I didn't I think I went to like one careers fair when I was at school and that was it. Um and then we were like, oh my god, why are they so bad? Why are they so shit? Like, let's just do another one. Let's just like make it fun and make it exciting. And so that's that was the kind of experiment that we did. We were like, let's see what happens and we put up an event bright page and then we had, yeah, like thousands of people signing up for it, which is
0: Wow, not that's that's testament.
1: impressive. <laughs> no, but like I think people are like, Oh my god, you must have done an amazing job marketing it and we're like, No, it just shows that people are out there looking for it. Like we didn't do a <laughs> yeah. good job of the page, I can tell you, but the demand
0: well, was out there it like even me like going back to school times for me like i remember they set up a career fair in like our sports hall and it was terrible people were just walking around just to get like the free pens or the free yeah. like squishy balls or whatever like they literally just going around taking things and then yeah, like maybe. walking off yeah there literally nothing like no value in it at all um yeah but exactly. let's go let's go back a bit talking about school uh, mm-hmm. Why don't we start with you, mate, if you don't mind telling us a bit about yourself, like your, your background, where you come from, and how basically mm-hmm. how you got here today.
2: Yeah, um, so Sam and I were actually both brought up in Oxford, but I, um, so my parents are like Asian ethnicity, so they came from like Hong Kong and Burma originally. So I guess I'm first generation Chinese. Yeah. Um, but growing up in, in Oxford, um and so I think like where Sam was saying, I I basically ended up being an accountant, but that was mainly due to kind of my family pressures, I'd say. Um and yeah, kind of them thinking I was always gonna be like or the options that I thought was always like accountant, lawyer, doctor. Um, and also I was I was good at maths. So I think like growing up you kind of you kind of the subjects that you're good at like what your parents tell you what your teachers tell you I do feel like a lot of young people are kind of like cornered into like certain careers
0: you, you can't you, um, I, guess, I guess at the, with the same sort of same point you can't really blame the kids I guess because if that's yeah. all you know like that there's not many companies or people like showing you the different careers out there especially in today's exactly. world we, like you can be a vlogger full-time vlogger on YouTube and earn millions exactly like. but back mm. then it just wasn't wasn't it a, wasn't a thing yeah. yeah exactly it wasn't a thing
2: and like I think also at being Asian like I just didn't have any role models like growing up yeah um and so the the role models that I did see were probably or like I kind of just didn't think I could be creative because there weren't that many people you know people that I could see um who are being who are Asian and being creative but I do think that that has changed with social media with digital with the internet everything like I do think that now Gen Z um and the next generation have got so have have got so much access to um yeah influences and like opportunities And I think that's another reason why like Eric is kind of or we, you know, came up with the idea of Eric is because we want to open up all of those opportunities to everyone to be like, you can literally be whoever, whatever you want to be.
0: Literally Um, anything. It's not just a a fireman, a doctor, a lawyer, etc. Like like we said, there's there's plenty of options out there. Just some of them, the, the school sort of doesn't Doesn't even show you, let alone it's weird, teach you about. I
2: think the schools are actually, well, it, the schools are outdated, and like Sam and I always like talk about the educational system and like how you know that needs to, like they're still, um, what was it, Sam? Like in Victorian age, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's Sam's, a Victorian system. Victorian Why? <laughs> but they're moving so slowly. Basically, they they don't move quick enough, um, to keep up with the, with the the jobs as well because like there's a ridiculous stat about um the jobs what is it like the jobs in 10 years or something there are more jobs that like sorry there are more new jobs in 10 years yeah um, yeah
1: i know what you're trying to say man it's like 70 percent of jobs in 10 years haven't been invented yet or something yeah sorry that was it yeah yeah yeah, yeah Damn, that's, that's yeah.
0: a big stat that is that's crazy to oh my start. god
1: don't quote me on that i don't know if
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all right disclaimer disclaimer it might not be true <laughs> no 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 complete rubbish
1: that's the right phrasing of it like, yeah, the yeah actual number
0: i'm not sure oh, okay okay cool <laughs> cool but there, there's a lot of jobs that aren't aren't ready yet basically pretty much yeah
1: they're, yeah they're just not they're not here yet like yeah. the technology is evolving so quickly that yeah i mean we aren't even able to predict what those jobs are going to be but
0: before we dive deeper into that there's a good little link there talking about tech um may we heard your story sam if you don't mind explain a little bit more about your story uh, again where you come from in in oxford and mm-hmm. like how you got into the tech startup world and was it really what you wanted to do
1: I have a bit of a uh, kind of like meandering story, I'd say. Um,
0: yeah.
1: I'll try and keep it brief. Um, yeah, so, so I actually, so I grew up in like rural countryside. So um, uh, I am very much a country girl at heart. Um, so I, um I say, so May and I were at school together, obviously kind of like from the early days. Then we got separated <laughs> and then we came back together. It was all very nice. Um, <laughs> so sixth form, May and I were kind of like joined at the hip. Um, and I basically, um, uh, always kind of wanted to do art. I just, I absolutely love, I've actually always wanted to be a potter to be specific. Oh, wow. Um, I love being by the sea and it's very much like a kind of like the potter lifestyle is something that, you know, appeals to me. (laughs) It feels very chilled out and slow.
0: Um,
1: (laughs) I don't think there's a lot of money in it. No, no, I don't think so either, no. I think
0: you're right.
1: (laughs) So, um. I applied to go to art school. I wanted to go to Falmouth, um, which is like, a, you know, kind of like the best pottery school really. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I didn't get in. So sad. Heartbreaking. Why
0: was that? <laughs> what Just... a sob story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, why did you not get in? Was it like not high enough grades? What was it?
1: Honestly, I have no idea. I actually think about this quite a lot. That's was... inter- No one's ever really asked me that.
0: Um, <laughs> it was fake. I
1: literally, <laughs> it <laughs> haunts me. It really does. <laughs> yeah. Um, i actually have no idea why i i thought i had a really strong portfolio i just wasn't what they were looking for again i feel like this kind of comes back to like the careers advice it's like there's not really much uh, sorry don't get me i get very passionate about a lot of things um and so often i go off on like tangents and like angry tangents so um But like the UK um, art education system, I find really interesting because it's essentially always focused on a foundation year, which is and you're encouraged to be as mad as possible. Which I'm not sure if that's a I'm not sure if that's a good a good way of doing it. I don't know. It feels very kind of like Turner Prize rather than like. Um, know the classics, know the basics, and then decide what you want. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I applied to get into art school. Didn't get into art school. Got really sad about it. Then it was like shit. Everyone has told me to go to uni, and I don't know how to. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing now. Um, but with art school, you actually apply. So the foundation year, the um, application deadline is is before the end before the UCAS deadline. And so I. Basically, panicked, and I was like, "Shit, what do I do? I, I have to go to uni because everyone's told me to do that, but I don't know what I want to do." Um, and I decided on a whim, genuinely, just randomly, I decided to apply to do law. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah like, so you might as well do I, it well. I yeah love makes arguing, sense. <laughs> can't get enough of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, I can be a professional arguer. What's wrong with that? Uh, I managed to get into Leeds Law School. I don't know how. Um, and then um, basically went there for like a year, hated it after about a month. I hated uni. Was it like too whole, restrictive? Or what, it was was it? what was the thing you hated? Um, the, the course. I'm such a loner. Like, Phil, the whole time I was at uni, I was like, I'm weird. Like, I don't, I'm not enjoying this. And I feel like I should. So I basically, so I was at Leeds for like a year and then couldn't hack it. I was like, I told my parents that I wanted to leave. They were very reluctant about it. My dad was like, you can leave as long as you finish your year. You should complete it at least. So I finished it. Didn't do very well in my exams, obviously. Um, And then I actually um, started applying just frantically for jobs and managed to get a job. I must have applied to like hundreds and managed to get a job at this tiny, tiny restaurant PR firm Um, And I was there for a year, or no, two years, and then I um, moved on just coincidentally, um, sorry, not coincidentally, just like got offered a job, um, another job from someone who um, ran a tech company in like the startup world, Um, and I was the second employee, so I was like, so early days, yeah, Um, and by the time I left, it was like 50 employees, so... I had an unbelievably amazing experience watching, and it was such a fun company to be part of. It really was. So I basically saw them grow from like beginning to end, but had you know, kind That's of tried good. my hat, I was allowed to try anything that I wanted to, really. Um, but, oh, it was unbelievable. I can't I can't believe my luck. Like it was such an amazing experience. So and, and then here I we are
0: yeah there seems to be like a a running theme with yeah. like both of your stories you you both seem to have that sort of creative entrepreneurial element inside of you uh but you went down quite a i wouldn't say typical but quite a you know quite a standard path traditional. For, yeah traditional for most people so my question to you both i'll start with may 1st if you don't mind I guess if you you seem to have put mm-hmm. your creative elements first now, but mm-hmm. back then, when you was a little bit younger, if there was say two jobs, the first job eighty thousand k salary, but it was the worst job in the world, like may you said you did accounting, was it imagine yeah. it was that, but it' eight k, or you have job two, which is half of that. 40k so still not bad but you know you could be earning a lot more but it's a creative job you love it you love every element of it would you sort of go for the pay part or would you go for the the passion which job would you choose do you think
2: um a thousand percent the passion uh i because i i think when i was young i definitely thought about the money um, and that's why I did go into accounting. I remember so well when I was younger, I was like, oh, I could easily do a boring job. But as long as it was paid well, I wouldn't mind. And yeah. that is the route that I did decide to go down. Um, and then going down it, I can tell everyone that it's not, it is not, you know, what you think. Um,
0: because I guess you're you're there every day, I guess. Like the the money comes once a month, but you're sort of, Doing the hard work all day, every day. <laughs> so, yeah. Catch exactly. up, catch and up you with kind you. of
2: just live for the weekends, which is actually yeah. really sad. Yeah. Um But also I don't think it, yeah, I think it's it's not about it is obviously, obviously you need you need money, you know, you need money to live and you need money to pay the, the essentials. But I think if you don't have the passion, then you're never gonna be good at your job. You're never gonna be the best. And I think and, that that's where the money comes in. Is that if you're good at what you do, people will see the value in what you do, and they will pay for that.
0: Um, exactly, yeah. it will all, all work out in the end, I guess, if you follow exactly. your passion. Yeah,
2: and I think it's really hard to see that from the beginning, but but it is like you're you work for what majority of your life,
0: literally. Like, yeah,
2: you, you know, if you live until you're 90, you're working for 70 years plus. Yeah, so. Doing something that you at least just enjoy—surely that's like number one priority.
0: Yeah, I agree. Sam, how about you? Which job would you pick—the passion or the pay pot?
2: Yeah, gotta uh, gotta agree with May.
1: Um, I've never really been a—I've never really like the money has just never been anything for me. I literally, um, oh yeah, no. I to be honest, the biggest thing for me is is almost, um the lifestyle that it gives you, like, I just think if you're, if you have flexibility with your working life, that is going to bring you so much joy. It really will. Honestly, there's nothing once you like work with that flexibility, you can't go back. Like it's unbelievably free. Like it's just so liberating. Um, and you're just so much less likely to get that with a corporate job, just purely because of the mentality. Yeah, the, like, that, that's a good point there, though, like, so, um, so, talking about mentality. the
0: freedom, I guess, in a job. Uh, would those... you sort? Would you advise people to sort of start their own business mm. if, if they have those sort of elements that I guess we all have as uh, business owners? Would you say go for it? Would you just say risk it, take the leap?
2: I think it's not as black and white as that. Do you know what I mean? It's hmm. not like, do you want to own a business? Then you should do it. I think exactly. I think Sam, yeah. Sam's so right in terms of lifestyle. Like, there's lots of things that come into that in terms of running your own business. Um, like, I had, I have a friend who, who you know, was in the corporate life, and she really hated the corporate life. So she just assumed that if she started started her own thing, that she was gonna then be happy. You know, she was gonna. Do all of these things that she wanted to be able to do and this and that, but actually, it is really difficult starting your own business as well. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's not it's not an yeah. easy thing, but I think if if you want, you've got to really look about. Yeah, what what do you want in your life? What life, lifestyle do you want? What do you really care about? What are the like? Also, if you do have responsibilities in your life, do you know what I mean? Like. You kind of have to weigh it up. Um, exactly.
0: I, I think that's where your your company, Eric, comes into play here in a really good way. Because I guess what you're doing is you're showing people that even though you're, what you're seeing in the traditional jobs may not be sort of lighting your fire, there are jobs out there that will allow you to sort of yeah. uh, play on your creativity, play on your... Whatever your passion is, there's a job out there that sort of fits that. Exactly. It's just about finding it, exactly. which I guess is what you guys do.
2: Yeah. And I think that's it. Sometimes people are like, oh, I either have to do a job that I hate or mm. I've got to start my own company, which actually yeah, isn't, exactly. you know, it, it's like that's like two completely different ends of the, the spectrum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like there are yeah. so many jobs out there that are, which are like, um, they're so you know cool, like great environments do you know what I mean like I I think it's just like discovering what what you enjoy what opportunities there are that are out there and then making the connection
0: 100% what what have you sacrificed as business owners uh, Sam if you don't mind we'll, we'll go to you
1: that is a really hard one because I okay the obvious thing that we sacrificed is like a kind of stable income i think that's like a really big that's a big thing that you sacrifice i think especially when you're starting a business that like isn't following a traditional model like what may and i do is pretty like um new and pretty niche so it takes like it's it's been hard for us to get a regular income from it because you have to persuade yeah. people doubly as hard because they're not used to the idea. Like, it is a new thing. Um, so I think that's, like, the main thing. But honestly, I can't... I don't think I can think of anything else that I have sacrificed. Like, it literally... It gives me, I think, I, what I guess, we do... I guess, like it gives me like we said, it goes back to passion.
0: You've got passion for it. So it, in, in your it. terms, you're not really missing out on much
1: yeah yeah it's true also I think it does help that like yeah. I literally hate being told what to do so like there is absolutely nothing that would ever yeah, yeah no. work in, a, in another company again with someone else above me I just couldn't do it so like so like every time so now, now you're out, living like, like your best life right <laughs> <on>.
0: <laughs> like
1: I, I can't yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 I mean it is fucking hard like the um the, the finances, is, it is, that is a big thing. Like, it is a big thing. Um, but yeah, I think otherwise, like, that's one big thing against... Exactly, well, like you're helping thousands really of people, aren't you? Things. May, how about <laughs> you? What have you sacrificed? I guess
2: it's just... Um, yeah, no, like, I agree with Sam. I think definitely it's that, the financial stability. I guess, like, owning your business, you don't really know. It's, like, uncertain. Like, obviously, we are so confident that Eric will be successful. But I guess we don't know what the journey looks like. Whereas like when I used to Especially work... with the
0: coronavirus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean You never exactly. know what's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Whereas when I so I used to work for P W C at least you kind of I mean like, that can be a bad thing as well, but at least you know yeah. what the what the career progression is. <laughs> yeah. And you yeah. can kind sort of plan your life, I guess. But that's boring anyway if you can plan your life
0: (laughs) exactly there's always way around things aren't there so what was the the biggest well what was the turning point for you guys when did you sort of start to think you know what I'm going to make the jump or I don't want to be in this situation when was it was it way back when you was sort of in school or was it sort of as you touched upon when you was working for your companies would you like you know what I just, this is it. Something just switched in you, and you was like, "I just want to get out of here and do my own thing."
1: For me, there was a, so there was a while where I, basically yeah. I was working in London, and I was just waiting for me to join me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she is literally like my other half; she's my right arm. Yeah, and
0: yeah.
1: Um, I just
2: be waiting so you, for like three. You always I was like, mate. Hurry the fuck up! <laughs> get to London quicker. You know, I was at uni as well, and Sam so was in London, <laughs> yeah. but we always were doing something I think for, for me looking back actually like it was so my mum passed away like eight years ago um and I think definitely that was something that hit me to be like oh my god life is so short um and that you so and true, that yeah. you have to really just go out and do again yeah do what you love do 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 the passion so our first company, which is a video production company, is called L Y. And that was my mum's initials, which I actually sometimes, Sam, I kind of forget that that, that that's,
0: I forget. But yeah. I forget. No that was idea. a good I reminder. Think...
2: <laughs> because my family luckily are all quite entrepreneurial. So I think the leap of going entrepreneurial wasn't as scary. But I definitely think, yeah, that moment that moment in my life, um, and obviously Sam, because we've been, you know, best friends since we were young, she knew my mum. So I think we both were kind of just a bit like, let's just take that leap.
0: Yeah, smash it. Uh, so you 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 sort of touched on a point there mm. about your family being entrepreneurial. Yes. Do you think like, being entrepreneurial, do you think is something that you can nurture within yourself or do you think it's just point blank nature? You have to be born with it. Uh, and the reason I ask that is because, my audience are young, business-minded people, um, but I always try and figure out whether just anyone and everyone can become an entrepreneur. H- how do you sort of see that?
1: I mean, I think it helps that I've always had a problem with people to, like with authority. And so I just kind of, as as a result, I never really wanted to do what I was told. But I think the big turning point for me was working for a number of startups in succession and then being able to see a company grow from zero to a hundred basically in a short space of time. I got that startup bug, which I think really it. When you're surrounded by people who are essentially all starting their own businesses, because it is a bit of a culture that you immerse yourself. You know, everyone talks about startup culture, like yes, yeah, like yeah. there are kind of like little packs of startups that all just hang out with each other, and everyone is yeah, it, honestly, they're all. And loads of the employees, you know, yeah. like like me, um, they leave those companies to go and start up their own things. It's very rare that they go and like work for big companies afterwards. And everyone's got that little startup bug. And so, when the biggest thing that stops people from starting their own businesses is the like potential risk, you know, like the finances, leaving the stability of a job, blah blah blah. If you go and get a job. Or if you surround yourself by people who are taking those risks on a regular basis because they run their own businesses and they don't really, and um, then basically you are absorbing that um, risk aversion through osmosis. It just becomes so normalized that like you just don't see it as like an issue, um, and so then it means starting up your own business. It you're like, yeah, well, yeah, it I'm seems doing. so easy. Yeah, it it's seems like so easy, doesn't I'll it? Just start you're, my you're own seeing it be, being now. done like before you're annoyed. For an exactly like time and time again like over and over and over again and so that's my biggest advice to people if they're like oh I want to go start a business but I'm really scared I'm like go and work for a startup like you will see it's not that scary and you'll end up wanting to do it even more so I think
2: that's how I got over my kind of like nervousness no no yeah exactly no totally agree with that I think I think like also we've also seen I guess like other or we've we've been in the startup world and I think especially when you're young you think you've got to be a certain type of person to be an entrepreneur yeah very
0: true. Um,
2: and that is just not the case at all like, I was really shy like growing up mm. as a kid and, like if you if you told me when I was you know younger that I was going to start my own business I honestly would not have like believed you I just would I wasn't even showing any signs of like like I guess entrepreneurial skills. Um I genuinely thought like I would be at PwC for the rest of my life um as an employee. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think like, yeah, as a young like I think you're you're trying to work out who you are as a young person as well, like trying to grow up. So there's so many there's so many things you've got like work out. It's hard work. Um, <laughs> it is hard work. Yeah, it is, it is really hard work. Uh, and then obviously you see like on social media and um i guess the people around you those like you've got to be a certain way um and i think that's just really like this um what's the word like i don't know i just don't think it's really helping um like young people who who could be entrepreneurs it
0: it paints the wrong picture doesn't
2: it i guess it does paint the wrong. yeah it paints the wrong picture um and I'd like to think that Sam and I are kind of like unconventional entrepreneurs (laughs) um who are yeah two best friends who who just had a had a passion Mm. who had an idea and we just made it work um we're not you know like media trained or like we're not like this and that and we're not like perfect in terms of like having everything sorted out in terms of like this is, our, this is who we are. This is our story. This is our business. Um, we're just kind of like real people. Does that make sense? Yeah, genuine.
0: Genuine. That's
2: the word. Genuine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like just on that, May, that's a really, really good point by May. Like there's nothing that like um, annoyed us more when we first started our, like when we first, when we started our first business was this idea that like, we kept going and meeting all these people that were running startups and they were like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, God. I just, yeah. like, when do you guys, you know, like, when do you sleep right? Like, oh, my God, I'm working, like, 24-7. And I'm working yeah, 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 yeah. And we were both, like, oh, my God, we're doing it yeah. like, wrong. We, like, we should be working more. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, we're clearly fucking lazy. But the reality is, it's, like, these people are just spewing out this stuff that they'd read in, like, books about what an entrepreneur should be. And it's, like, no, like, people are, people just start their own business to have a nice lifestyle and be able to work for themselves, right? <laughs> And we're like, like, and exactly as May says, like, we're kind of like, I feel like we're, we hate that mentality that there is one type of person that like embodies an entrepreneur, and if you're not that person, then you failed because yeah, that's yeah. kind of how we felt. No, when we first exactly, started out. and it's like you don't. Also not true. Have to the majority
2: be the of people next are just lying. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can still be a successful yeah. entrepreneur um, doing something you love. Yeah having a nice time and actually probably doing quite successfully not like having to be um yeah I guess you know the next world leader
0: (laughs) and I guess a a big point is it doesn't have to sort of happen as your your first sort of venture like I remember when I was a little bit younger I'm 22 now but I remember when I was a little bit younger at school I always sort of I didn't want to go into different kinds of jobs because I thought no I want to wait until I get like my perfect job but the thing is you, I guess like in my perspective you have to go out there whilst you can and try as much as you can like if, whilst you're young exactly. and you've got no real sort of responsibilities my advice personally personally would be to just get out there and try different jobs try different things just try things just see what happens when you get yourself out there what, what would you sort of suggest to young people
1: Um, well, I think I, I think my advice would always be go and work for a startup. I just think you, you get, you get to see people making like big decisions. You're closer to the big decision making, basically, which means that it's useful information for when, or if you do ever end up being in a similar situation. Um, it's good for forging connections. Like I think, um, one of the things that we battle against with Eric is that, um, often we'll ask our young people, like, okay, well, you know, like, if you want to go and work in TV, like, you know, what TV companies do you want to work for? And they're like, everyone says BBC and Channel 4 because those are the only ones that they know, or ITV. Um, And that's that's great, but it is so hard to get a job with those companies because everyone is applying there. And actually, you don't learn that much exactly as you were saying. Um, You are boxed into this tiny little, tiny little window of a job where you're like, and you're not allowed outside your periphery, basically, that's it, you're done, like, that's your job, you have one task, and that's it, And you just do it over and over again every day, whereas at a startup, you definitely, as you're saying, get to try so many other new things, you can, you know, um, have a look at what other people are doing, because you're in close proximity, you're close to the decision making, plus you're yeah, much it makes more likely sense. to get May, How
0: about so, you, what would your, like, if you could sort of say one bit of advice for the young people, what would it be?
2: um yeah no I think definitely like you were saying just try just try as many different experiences as you can um you you honestly don't know what your dream job is like there's never gonna be a dream job because it's always gonna change um but I do think like learning as many skills meeting as many people as you can like no no job is a bad job because you're gonna learn that you're gonna learn either that that you don't like that it's kind of like um, trial and error. Do you know what I mean? Like, the more you do, the more you then realize what you don't like, and also the more you realize that you do like. Um, so, so Definitely, I think, yeah. like, yeah, just keep. Even if it's like a small part-time job or whatever it is, like, you're gonna learn. You're gonna learn from that. Um, so at the same time, you can't be too entitled. To be fair, I did think I, you know, coming into stuff, you did, you do think. Yeah,
0: so did I. <laughs> but actually, you really don't. Yeah. What you're both touching upon there leads to one bit of advice, which is get in contact with Ooh. Eric. There we go. Nice, simple bit of advice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That's all right. Um, so let's get on to Eric then. I love really that plug. That much. Uh, I'm interested to sort of find out more of the nitty gritty. What exactly do you guys do and how do you help young people?
2: And we, uh...
1: Basically, yeah
2: we transformed boring career fairs into festivals so we do our flagship Eric festivals every year um, we have done like over 15 festivals now mainly in London um, and we focus on a specific yeah. like theme or industry um, and so for example the last one we did was all around storytelling um, so it was kind of how to get we had loads of like speakers and then we also had um, publishers. So like Penguin, Hachette, Pam McMillan talking about how um, and showing um, how young people could get into the world of publishing, but through storytelling. Um,
0: so it's, it's really yeah, practical, exactly. really almost practical. hands on. You're, you're not being, yeah, you're not sort of being spoken at. You're sort of having that conversation with people, exactly. finding out yeah. exactly really how.
2: Really sounds great because yeah, the thing yeah, is, yeah. it's not it's not about you come to our festivals and you get a job that's not that's not what we're about <laughs> um, we're about no. coming coming and discovering and learning and like finding out all of the amazing opportunities that exist but also finding out about the industry itself and how as a young creative there are so many different avenues that you can take mostly
0: that no, sounds very valuable. Uh, have you got an upcoming event like on the on the horizon well, soon?
2: but we do have two hopefully scheduled like mm-hmm. kind of at the end of the year um, one on sustainability and wellbeing
1: yeah, and that's just to explain that slightly, it's all about companies who basically it's not about sustainability and wellbeing it's about companies or like learning um, environments that encourage sustainability and wellbeing with their employees or students. So it's basically championing all the kind of like most nurturing employers and, and um, unis and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. If you want to find out about exactly. an employer who will actually look after you and cares about you as an individual. Sounds good. This is, like, so what are your, what what's
0: Eric's to? plans for well, yeah. this year? Obviously, you've got the event later on this year. But going forward, how do you see, how do you see it evolving? How do you see it helping even more people?
2: We want to also expand nationally. But we've also, um, hopefully, we are developing an app or an online platform so that our community can actually uh, discover all these amazing opportunities on their phone uh, where we're going to be sharing content, so podcasts, videos, articles, all sorts of amazing things from around kind of career development, but also um, like personal development as well and then also you can kind of uh see all of the events and jobs and opportunities that are that you find interesting um and also where you know where you're based but that is we are quite early early days on that but that's kind of our dream that's our aim i guess
0: no well, that sounds good and so that should be hopefully sometime soon but like you said during the early stages yeah. um one step yeah. at a time i, I guess. think like everyone loves
2: what we do offline which is, which is something that we yeah. want to continue we want to expand and scale um but having something online um will just mean that people can access you know what we what we're offering whenever and wherever in between festivals as well
0: of course, yeah. How about you? How about yourselves? What What's your plans for yourself?
2: Yeah, I guess I'm. I'm really passionate about, um, you know, how I was saying before that I never had any Asian role models, so I want to basically disrupt the Asian stereotype and kind of interview um, phenomenal Asians who are doing really interesting things. So my podcast is called "Phenomenal and Asian."
0: <laughs> oh lovely. Yeah, I like it. And so
2: yeah, I'm I'm interviewing um yeah, Asian people who are just doing the non-Asian stereotypical things. Um I've interviewed my brother. He's the first <laughs> the first guest. Nice, um, yeah. But he's a TV director. Um he's actually directing the new like Lord of the Rings on Amazon. But, oh wow he can't get to new zealand so i don't i don't know oh, exactly. course, so yeah. i think actually then pushing it back now to the end of the year which is crazy like everything's just like whole yeah
0: everything's, everything's a nightmare at the moment yeah um sam how about you what what have what have you got lined up for yourself
1: so we're working on a couple of different things um so obviously we get a lot of companies talk, uh, coming to us and asking us what do we know yeah. about gen z and we have like limited responses really so um so um but we're pulling what what we do know together um into a couple of like like a workshop and maybe a couple of like small talks basically just being like guys like You people who work in industry really start listening to Gen Z and what they want. It's not about what you want, it's what they want now. So, um, again, (laughs) it's it's a good place for me to channel all my irritability, I feel so. May's put me on that.
0: (laughs) No, it sounds good. Before I give you a chance to sort of plug everything, (laughs) make sure everyone can find you on the right platforms, I have one final question, if I may. Um, I'll start with you, May, if you don't mind. What do you want your legacy to be? That's
2: a big question, isn't it?
0: Oh no, it's a tough. It's a tough one. I don't even know <laughs> the answer myself, to be fair. But <laughs>
2: um, God, that's a really cool question. I don't think we've ever been asked that question.
0: See, there Maybe. we go. little ways well, a first.
2: I feel like, to be honest, like no. Sam and I have been, we've been like joint at the hip since we were so young that whenever anyone asks yeah. me that, personally, I always see it as like a joint thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think Sam and mm. I.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I like
2: to think Sam will say things the same, but like I think our legacy, no, but our legacy is together. I think, and actually, that's <laughs> like a really nice. You this know, nice. You're saying, I like, can't wait for this being an authentic entrepreneur duo. Um, I think, yeah. like personally, that's what I want to be like known for is like, is like two best friends can have the lifestyle that they want, can work together, also you know own a company that helps others um and hopefully you know be financially stable in the future <laughs> but it's kind of a bit like having it all yeah. do you know what I mean like um having it all
0: you just want to get yeah, out there and smash exactly. it so how about you what, what what when it's all said and done I know it sounds but what would you want your legacy to be
1: I yeah it's an interesting question I absolutely <laughs> agree with May. I honestly it's bizarre to think um A legacy of a legacy without May, to be honest. Like, I mean, we're so used to having each other there. It's (laughs) like we're almost, we are literally one person now. So Um, I would love to be honest. I would love, I would love to be known as the two girls who came along and made boring stuff that people, that adults were enforcing on children. That, or, like, young people in general, that made that boring stuff interesting and fun. If you just want to give us a follow on Instagram, at Eric Festival, um, we're always um, posting... Every day we post a young creative who um, has something to say, has a frustration that they want to kind of, like, verbalise. So um, if anyone wants to be featured, just let us know. Just DM us. We're always on the DMs. Um, but if you are in a more professional capacity, if that's where you're inclined um uh we are also on linkedin so you can find may and i may yip and samantha
2: Hornsby. they can also <laughs> test sign up for our app testing if you're interested about that
0: perfect well it's been a pleasure guys thank, thank you so you. much for your yes, time you Speak soon. Soon.
2: thank you thank you for having us bye. Bye really bye. if only they knew the hub for young business minds